Welcome to this episode of Sound Bites, a podcast series produced by the National Psoriasis Foundation, the nation's leading organization for individuals living with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. In each episode, someone who lives with psoriatic disease, a loved one, or an expert will share insights with you on living well. If you like what you hear today, please subscribe to our podcast and join us every month at SoundBites for more insights on understanding, managing, and thriving with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. My name is Corinne Pettit, and I'm here today with Dr. Ronald Presick, who is renowned dermatologist and medical director of the Washington Dermatology Center in Rockville and Frederick, Maryland, which specializes in the treatment of psoriasis. We're here with Dr. Presick today to talk about a question that some of you may be asking. If I'm clear, why do I need to continue my treatment? Welcome, Dr. Presick. Could you please talk about the systemic nature of psoriasis? Why is it considered an inflammatory disease, and what are the primary pathways that prompt the inflammation cascade? Well, thank you very much for inviting me today. Well, we know psoriasis is a systemic inflammatory disease based upon years ago when people were treated with um, cyclosporin for their uh, organ transplants, their psoriasis cleared up. And therefore, we studied the immunology and uh, now we know that it's a systemic inflammatory disease with many different comorbidities. There's an increased risk of uh, heart disease and liver disease and other issues associated with that. So the pathways, uh, first we understood the uh, helper cells, the Th1 and Th2 system, and more recently the Th17 cells, which cause interleukin-17 and interleukin-23 and interleukin-22 to be produced, which all cause the uh, systemic inflammation. Uh, Right now, we're working at the NIH and looking at PET scans of people with psoriasis, and we see that there's um, inflammation inside the body, and it correlates with the amount of inflammation on the outside of the skin. Okay, so what triggers the inflammation process? We don't always know what triggers the inflammation process. It's an individual thing. Uh, For some people, it's um, gaining weight, and having obesity or visceral fat cells causes more inflammation um, to occur. In some people, it's stress. In other people, it's taking a medication. Uh, For some people, it's getting a strep throat, and that triggers the immune system to get activated. So it varies a lot from person to person. And can those triggers prompt psoriasis to flare at any time? Yes, psoriasis can flare at any time. Um, Even if you're uh, well-treated, there's a chance that if you catch the flu or have a lot of stress, your psoriasis may flare up. And is it possible what foods someone eats will have an impact on their psoriatic disease? Yes, we actually wrote a review paper in JAMA Dermatology as part of the NPF Medical Board about diet and psoriasis. So we know that if people are overweight, that um, that visceral fat causes uh, systemic inflammation and re- reducing weight uh, will be helpful to patients. Also, eating omega-3 foods and having a Mediterranean diet is um, anti-inflammatory and trying to stay away from omega-6 foods such as brand Red corn and soy is beneficial in patients with psoriasis. Uh, We um, also would avoid gluten if you have a gluten allergy or a gluten sensitivity. And for our listeners that would like to lose weight, what's the, the best course of action to do that? The best studied way to lose weight is to 
try to focus on eating a Mediterranean diet. So you want to avoid carbohydrates as much as possible. Avoid bread, uh, corn, uh, soy, and by eating more protein and more healthy fats and eating less carbohydrates, you should be able to lose weight. Also, um, combining this with moderate exercise, so at least 30 minutes a day of taking a walk or doing some, th- some physical activity will not only reduce systemic inflammation, but uh, increase your metabolism and help you lose weight. And are there certain foods or supplements that could be considered helpful to eat if someone has psoriasis? Well, we know that Omega-3 foods is beneficial in people with autoimmune diseases. We call it the omega-6 to 3 ratio. It's too elevated with the American diet, and we tried to bring that down. So they have studies with rheumatoid arthritis that if you bring the uh, omega-6 to 3 ratio down to um, 3 to 1, you can improve rheumatoid arthritis. If you bring it down to 5 to 1, you can improve asthma. So focusing on eating omega-3 foods, uh, wild salmon, Uh, cold water fish, uh, kale, chia seeds are all beneficial. Staying away from bread, corn, and soy. Try when you can to eat meat or dairy from grass-fed cows as opposed to corn-fed. Great. And so switching gears here a little bit, what's the overall purpose of treatment? The overall purpose of treatment is to improve quality of life. And that's the number one goal for us. The second is we want to reduce systemic inflammation because we know that systemic inflammation is bad for the inside. It increases your risk of mortality. It increases your risk of heart attack, strokes. Uh, even depression is caused from systemic inflammation and elevated cytokines. Osteoporosis is caused from elevated cytokines. So we're trying to reduce many of the comorbidities but with treatment and lifestyle and diet changes. So it's very important. It's very important. That's right. So what would happen if someone stopped their treatment thinking it is no longer needed because their skin is clear? For most patients, this is a chronic disease, and we're still trying to sort out who can stop safely without getting a systemic disease and who really needs to stay on it. For most patients, it's like having diabetes. It's a chronic disease, and uh, we're, we're managing it. So you want to manage it with treatment, with diet and lifestyle changes. And, um, you know, the idea is that if we can keep the skin clear, We believe through our work through um, the NIH and University of Pennsylvania with the uh, fluorodeoxyglucose PET scans that are being performed that we can reduce inflammation when we clear the skin. Okay. So what would you say or do for a patient who's questioning why they need to continue treatment if they are clear, especially if continued cost or time is a factor? Well, I think if people understand this as a systemic inflammatory disease, similar to diabetics, they have to stay on insulin even though they're doing well. The goal is to reduce the systemic inflammation, to reduce problems. We want to keep the joints protected, keep the blood vessels and the liver from getting inflamed. So I think that helps people understand why they need to stay on medicine. Would you encourage someone to say up front to their doctor that he or she will have trouble sticking to the prescribed treatment plan and discuss alternatives? I think that would be very helpful because we have different treatments. So, for example, if you have needle phobia, we can give you uh, treatments that have a lot less injections than we used to, or you can take pills for psoriasis. Or if you have trouble with compliance, we have medicines that you take 
more infrequently. So it's important to know uh, because if you're not going to do the treatment, then there's really no point. So we, you, we have to cater this to what you're willing to do. So why is it important to maintain treatment and find solutions to barriers that could be impacting access? Well, I think it's important to maintain treatment, like I said, because we're trying to reduce systemic inflammation. And so if you change insurance or if you lose your insurance, you need to contact your doctor or the National Psoriasis Foundation to see how you can maintain your treatment because we want to keep your skin clear and that should help not only help with your quality of life, but keep your uh, inside body healthier too. Great. Um, and so in closing, what words of wisdom would you like to pass along to people who have psoriasis and or psoriatic arthritis about the value of maintaining treatment? Well, I just want you to understand that there's actually a cost to your body to not treat your disease because the more the psoriasis is on your skin, the more inflammation inside the body, and that can have a detrimental effect long term. So if you don't want to treat your disease, as, le as long as you understand that there's going to be a cost uh, from the inside as well. So I think that's why um, it's important to try to keep your skin as clear as possible, not only for a quality of life reasons, but also to try to keep your inside as healthy as possible. Great. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us today. We appreciate you being here. Well, thank you for inviting me. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Sound Bites for people with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. If you or someone you love has ever struggled with psoriatic disease, our hope is that through this series, you'll gain information to help you lead a healthier life and inspire you to look to the future. Please join us in a couple weeks for another inspiring podcast. You can find this or all future episodes of Sound Bites on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and the National Psoriasis Foundation webpage. To learn more about this topic or others, please visit psoriasis.org or contact us with your questions or comments by email at podcast at psoriasis.org.